Oh, we're back again. Welcome back to another episode of Lay of the Land. I have a very, very special guest, Angie Lang. Thank you for coming on the show. But I brought you on, and I'm extremely thankful for your time, first and foremost. But I brought you on because I think it's important right now in the climate that we have in the market to so our creatives, our following can understand processes, um, you know, what you're seeing as far as like insights on digital marketing, project management, and account management. But can you give the audience, the listeners, the viewers a little snippet of what you do on a day-to-day basis? Well, Jay, thank you so much for, you know, asking me to join. Glad to be here. But, um, you know, just from a day-to-day basis, it kind of varies on what, um, you know, our clients are actually looking for. And everything I know, what I do, on we really focus in, you know, identifying talent within like the digital traditional marketing spaces, UI, UX design, as well as product and project management. And anything that falls underneath those, you know, core pillars. My day-to-day is, you know, essentially I'm going on and, you know, meeting with hiring managers and kind of getting the lay of their land so I can properly identify what they're looking for. That goes from anywhere to like, the group environment, what tools they're using, what project initiatives they have coming up, their pipelines and what they're really needing, like their resource for. And then I utilize that and then go on like, you know, any assorted job boards and kind of, you know, go on LinkedIn is really what I mainly use and kind of identify people who are actually, you know, kind of the fit of what that team's looking for by, you know, putting in a specific search keywords that I am having that, you know, most Most roles, if they're looking for the same thing and they've been in that, you know, position before, they'll have the keywords and like those little buzzwords in their resumes or like profiles. There's so many layers I want to, you know, peel back, but just from, you know, just given the climate with the layoffs and things of that nature, how important is the resumes and portfolios when, you know, submitting candidates to hiring managers or stakeholders? Okay. So I think, you know, from when I'm reaching, like, you know, reviewing profiles or like resumes and everything, you know, if they look good on paper, I think that's really good. But if they're really up to date and like trendy, I feel like that's, you know, very clean and crisp portfolios that stick out and have you know, very easily to navigate through and see what they've done. I think that's actually very helpful depending on the role that the manager's hiring for. But I think also like on top of that, you know, you can look great on paper, but you know, how are you, when I have a conversation, you schedule a call and I have a conversation with you, how are you going to, you know, sell yourself to me based on, you know, looking good on paper, but if you can sell yourself to me, then you can definitely sell yourself on an interview. And it's more about soft skills on top of that, which is kind of hard to get off of it. Like, you know, all that. So I think with everything put together, it's, you know, very important, both all factors in there. So what are some of the, you know, uh, examples or you don't have to give names, but what are like, uh, what is a a red flag to you as far as candidates that you've interviewed with, you know, before submitting to, um, you know, hiring managers? What's a big red flag for you? I think red flags is just not being able to, oh, well, when I'm asking, when I ask like what they've done in their previous, you know, as as roles or anything, skills, let's stay there. Interper- and they tell me, well, you have my resume in front of you. <laughs> that kind of is like, okay, yes, I do have your resume in front of you. <laughs> I do have your resume in front of me, but I want to hear from word of mouth. Like explain to me, like, what was the best part? What was the mo- one thing, like one project that sticks out that you really enjoyed doing? You know, what teams did you interact with? How did you interact with them? So I can kind of get a better understanding because I'm 
trying to partner with that person as well. So it's more so like building that, you know, professional relationship. So I know what they've done. So I can go back to the hiring, my hiring managers I work with and let them know, you know, if they have give me any, you know, kickback on, you know, they're not interested. So I can push back on them and just have a conversation because I actually believe in you. It's more of, you know, building that partnership as well as me, like helping you. Like, it's more like I'm doing your dirty work for you to like get you in front of a manager and like do all that. So it's just, it, it, there is a lot of that goes into it, but I think of the biggest red flag would be, you know, well, don't you have my resume in front of you? I do get that sometimes. I'm like, well, yeah, I just would like to know, get to know you a little bit better. So let's stay there. So I, I feel like, especially during this time that we're going through right now, it's like interview fatigue, right? Like they've been interviewing, they've been getting rejected. Can you like distinguish that, um, you know, as you're talking to the candidate, like, oh, are you tired? What, what's going on? Do you keep a candid conversation with them to kind of uh, dive deep? Well, I I do like to see, you know, I dive deep by asking like, so how is the job search going and kind of gauge like where they're at in their like search overall. And they don't really, I mean, just do the climate people, most of the people I talk to are actually, you know, they're used to it is not, they don't have much fatigue. So I haven't really had the, the fatigue part of it, but you know, they have the trends that, that they haven't gotten any feedback and why they haven't you know, gotten additional calls or additional interviews, which, you know, from a recruiter, like from a recruitment standpoint, I think it's very important. And so we can utilize that to coach people for like future, you know, interviews. Like, well, can, is there anything specific from an interview that, you know, didn't put them in the mix or like that cut them out so we can give that feedback to them so they can kind of, you know, practice and utilize, you know, that for future opportunities. Nice. So what are some of the, you know, the general tools, right, in, in the creative space that, and I know it's subjective to the role, right, but what is some of the tools that certain consultants or candidates should be uh, up to date on? Um, well, I know mainly in the creative, I've been very like focused within the, you know, marketing space. So like tools that I've noticed that are, it just depends on the role um, or skills to have would be, you know, Marketo is one, HubSpot, any sort of, um, you know, paid search, like ad ops experience, SEO, SEM. I mean, it just depends on which route you're going on, but you know, I utilize LinkedIn a lot for that to kind of gauge like what's up and trending as well from like the marketing perspective. And I know when it comes to, you know, anything else like product project management, any sort of like CRM tools, like, or like a work front, it, you know, to manage projects through like the life cycle and everything. It's more of like standard, you know, work tools, but just kind of keeping up to with the new golden ticket one, I guess, for, you know, because most companies will probably try to implement the newest tool to get things moving properly. Absolutely. So I was on, Angie, I was on a, a call <laughs> yesterday, right? And I was getting some insight on uh, in the UX space, right? And there was a 50 50, I would say, experiences with uh, recruiters. Now, I'm not going to name any names about establishments that are out there, but what I was hearing was, uh, you know, recruiters ghosting uh, the consultants and not giving them feedback. Like, are you seeing that often, or, you know, have you? had that experience in your past and what have you done to rectify? Well, you know, I feel like sometimes from like a recruitment standpoint, we do, we are like always scheduling calls. We're very busy throughout the day. If you are getting ghosted, shoot an email, send a text or something, because most likely they'll respond back quicker. I mean, sometimes it, 
things do fall through the crack because we have, you know, it's just like a road. It's just always like ongoing. It's kind of hard to just keep up with everything like a hundred percent and be like that. So, I mean, I always try to like follow up. If I see, you know, somebody I'm working with, they'll reach out to me and ask for an update. I will respond back right away because, you know, I'm either on the phone, but I can, you know, do both. And I, I feel like, you know, just trying to be more prompt. My approach is just to be very direct and transparent because that will just help, you know, everyone. Like it's my job to help anyone that's looking for a role or a new opportunity. So I feel that it's my responsibility to be transparent so they can grow from any sort of like feedback or I try to get as much detailed feedback if, you know, sometimes the client just doesn't respond and just says not a fit or, you know, need additional candidates. So we not, might not always have additional you know, more detailed feedback, but it just, it's a case to case thing. Absolutely. So maybe I won't let the secret out, but I, I learned about a, a certain platform that when a, you know, a certain type of UX, you know, um, professional, um, how they, you know, go about seeking different opportunities. And basically what they were saying was they use a specific platform other than LinkedIn to go find another opportunity is because they're working within their network and it's a close niche network. And then that's how they're able to find that next opportunity faster. Right. So what are you seeing far as like, you know, with the big uh, Twitter layoffs, um, the the meta layoffs or is your network kind of like, you know, are they communicating? Are you seeing stuff on the timeline? What are you seeing? Well, I will say that, you know, everyone in the creative industry has some sort of like a bigger network that from their career just depends on where they're located at, too. But I, I will say, you know, when somebody does come in the, actively looking for a role, they will be utilizing their network and, you know, because find their next opportunity as quickly as possible. Not everybody wants to have like that gap in their resume or, you know, they don't want to go a long time without staying on top of, you know, current trends and being hands on with them as well. So, I, I mean, it is a common thing and that would probably be the first thing I would do, too, <laughs> is right. utilize my network and then outsource as well. And then on top of that search myself. I mean, uh, when it comes to this like market, that's what you kind of have to right. do. Now, how big is, you know, um, permanent placement, obviously, you know, people want the stability, but are you seeing any trends with like contract work or contract to permanent position? Well, I mean, I think everybody's ideal situation is to direct hire, but I also think, you know, if you're trying to break into a new industry or just trying to, you know, get a paycheck while you do find their, you know, contract is ideal, but it's also kind of trying before you buy it because basically you might have heard of a company before and not really understand or like really know what they do or like how the work environment's going to be. Like most contracts do have the potential to either be extended or converted unless stated up front. And most of the time from a recruitment standpoint, we will know that it's just going to be, you know, an X amount of months and then no possibility to convert or extend. But most clients will try to extend and or convert. It just is a longer timeline. But then at that point, you're, you know, somebody's working, getting the lay of the land and, you know, learning everything and, you know, ramping up. And at that point, you know, it, it's your decision. It's just trying before you buy because, you, you know, once it ends, you, you might be like, you know, that's not for me. So it kind of helps, you know, if you wanted to kind of grow outside just a specific industry, more of like a hands-on experience with what you like and what you don't like. 
So how big is a company's culture versus compensation? Like, you know, are you saying that candidates really want the company's culture or is it the compensation that matters? You know, I feel like since, since you know, going remotely and COVID has happened, I feel like it's more about culture over compensation sometimes, but then it just depends on that person. So that's, you know, when I talk to everyone, I'm like, what's your main motivator? Like, why is money more of a motivator for you? Or do you want a, a way better work life balance, not always grinding and just like be, you know, very interactive and a dynamic environment? Or do you want both? Like what? And that's just kind of, you know, when I have those conversations and they're, you know, a little detailed and long winded, I guess that's what I want to know. So I can. OK, so I know what this company is like and then that, well, you know, what they expect. But most but recently, I, I most of our clients or any like companies are going more towards like a better like work life balance and not just always on the grind and you know understand that there is life outside of work and we have responsibilities. Is this still a consultant's uh, market or is this more of a employer's market? Far as like leveraging, uh, you know, negotiation and things of that nature, it's still competitive. I mean, I feel like it would still be competitive. I know. Well, I know since there have been like companies laying, doing layoffs and everything, and you know, with layoffs, that means that that's definitely like a hard question. I feel like it's just open ended because it could change tomorrow. I know it's kind of like just a weird time, and it's just having patience. I think to go. From that, I know that it was the you know candidates market. So if you're looking for a job, it, it was your choice. But now I think it's kind of in that even playing field because you might have been you know looking for something specific, but then companies are doing layoffs where you you can't be so selective as you were once were. Absolutely. So what are some of the like trends um, that you're you're seeing possibly for 23, like Q1? Is there anything that, you know, you're like bracing for like uh, inundated, you know, uh, clients that's or consultants that are going to come in and wanting to fill a certain type of role? Is it, you know, how is the flow annually from your experience? Well, from my experience, I will say the common, like the common trends I've always seen, you know, that's always very consistent is UI, UX design, um, product, project management, um, any graphic and like some motion sometimes just depending on the client and, you know, the industry, but marketing like any MarTech or, you know, integrated marketing experience, mm -hmm. account management, campaign management, that's like always, it's always a need. I feel in, or like even programmatic and like media, like buying and strategy type roles are what I anticipate seeing for 2023, really. Gotcha. So what are some transferable skills? Like for, if I'm going from, if you're going from retail to tech and in a pre, uh, project management role, is that really an easy transition or is that kind of hard? I think it's easy. It just depends, you know, what the, like the overall project initiatives are for like the, the client. Most of the times I feel like for project management, it's, you know, driving a lot of, you know, like the project deliverables, same tools, most likely in like some sort of, you know, agile environment and being able to, you know, collaborate with multiple teams to ensure that they're hitting deadlines. It's just understanding, you know, the terminology and technologies, I think, when it comes down to it. Nice. So what are you not looking forward to uh, for, for 23? What am I not looking? Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't think I'm not looking for, forward to anything, I think, because it's been kind of, you know, very 
stagnant right now. I'm excited for it to start picking up again and, you know, meeting with different managers and, you know, having more opportunities to like to assist and find candidates jobs, you know, talent jobs in general. I think that's what I'm most excited. I don't, I don't think I'm not excited. I'm excited for it to not be stagnant anymore. Let's go. <laughs> So one last thing, are, are you seeing any um, difference as far as like hybrid to remote jobs or is it still pretty much the same thing as, you know, remote jobs are the, the cream of the crop? Oh, like a 50-50 really. It just depends because I know some clients, some, you know, companies are going back into a hybrid environment from like anywhere from one to two days or, you know, just come travel to as needed to one of their hub locations for meetings. Um, I'm what I am anticipating to see how it goes in 2023 though, but you know, who knows? I think that was the big part of why it was the talents market because everything was remote previously too. So I'm excited to kind of see how it, it kind of starts to transition as well. So. Awesome. And any last words far as, you know, uh, you want to give advice to consultants or uh, candidates uh, looking for their next gig? I mean, utilize your resources, like, you know, your network, but also don't be afraid to work with the recruiter. If you're, you know, blindly reached out to and everything, we want to be a partner. We utilize, we actually probably see jobs before they're even posted on a, you know, might be posted on a company website, but before they're on any sort of job board, we want to help and make sure that you're finding the right role. And we have, you know, just as we have a network as well for with direct hiring managers. So you kind of utilize us as your, you know, your little back pocket tool that can help speed up the process a little bit as well. Cause we have that direct relationship and contact. Awesome, Angie. Well, thank you so much. And that is the lay of the land. <laughs> thank you. It was great. I appreciate it.